0: The sermons I have given on Thanksgiving Sunday have usually started by talking about Thanksgiving being such a special time of year. And it is. Using words like, can't you feel the great anticipation building across our country as we prepare for this day? Well, maybe not so much this year. Unfortunately, this Thanksgiving will be very different than those we have experienced in the past. This Thanksgiving will involve many who will ask, just what do I have to be thankful for? Granted, the pilgrims had reasons to offer thanks to God, but do we in this COVID-consumed and divided country have any reason to do so? David Fetis, an ordained minister and president of Christian Leaders College, put it this way, For many of us, Thanksgiving doesn't come naturally. It doesn't seem obvious why we should be saying thank you to God. Thanksgiving Day is a national holiday that is different from all others. On it, we do not recognize a great victory, nor do we honor a great person. It is a day when we thank God for the blessings we, as a nation, enjoy. And there are always many such blessings. I'm going to talk about two aspects of our blessings that are perhaps more important this year than at any other time in our past. First, this year we need to see, really see, just what our blessings are. And second, we need to be aware of the source. Of those blessings. I think that thanksgiving is as much about seeing the blessings we have received as it is to give thanks for them. Obviously, the first step has to occur before the second one does. But to be honest, among the things for which we are to give thanks this week, the ability to actually see our blessings may be the most important. being able to see what is right in front of us and all around us, all the time. As one commentator has said, Christianity is above all a way of seeing. Christians see differently, and that is why their prayer, their worship, their actions, their whole way of being in the world has a distinctive accent and flavor. Origin of Alexandria once remarked, holiness is seen with the eyes of Christ. Thomas Aquinas said that the ultimate goal of the Christian life is a beautific vision, an act of seeing. What do we see this morning? A glass half full? A glass half empty? No glass at all? A very famous UCC minister, William Sloan Coffin, reflected thoughtfully on the blessings he saw due to his declining health. Coffin said, I am less intentional than attentional. I am more and more attentive to family, and friends, and to nature's beauty, although still outraged by callous behavior, particularly in high places, I feel more often serene and grateful for God's gift of life. For the compassions that fail not, I feel myself saying daily to my loving maker, I can make no other answer than to say thank you and thank you and thank you again. I'm going to give you some statistics that have been published since at least 2002 and probably earlier. That means the situation I'll be describing have probably become become worse since then. These statistics will help us seek out and actually see our blessings and name them one by one. If you have food in the refrigerator, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, and a place to sleep, you are richer than 75% of this world. If you have money in the bank, cash in your wallet, and spare change in a dish somewhere, you are among the top 8% of the earth's wealthiest persons. If you woke up this morning with more health than illness, you are more fortunate than the one million people who will not survive this week. If you have never experienced the danger of battle, the loneliness of imprisonment, the agony of torture, or the pangs of starvation, you are ahead of five million people in the world. If you can attend this worship service or any religion-based meeting without fear of harassment, arrest, torture, or death. You are more fortunate than billions, with a B, of the people in the world, for they cannot. This is a list of serious situations, of course, but it also is a list of blessings. And it is uh, that list that we hardly ever see or comprehend, that we should see, And appreciate the question that we must all ask this Thanksgiving is where did these gifts all come from? What frequently prevents us from seeing the source of our gifts is pride. Unless we deal with our pride, Thanksgiving can become just a day for asking inventory and taking inventory of what we have accomplished during the year and congratulating ourselves over and over again. For some, that's all Thanksgiving is, other than eating a good meal, watching football, and enjoying a family reunion. We say, hey, sales were up 12% this year, therefore, we can have Thanksgiving. We added 15 employees to our company this year, therefore, we can have Thanksgiving. We have a lot more money in the bank this year. Therefore, we can have Thanksgiving. In these examples, to whom are we thankful? It would appear mostly to ourselves. We must remember the words contained in Deuteronomy 8, verses 17 through 19, that Melanie read for us. Do not say to yourself, my power and the might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth. But remember, the Lord's your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get well, so that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your ancestors, as he is doing today. If you do forget the Lord, your God, and follow other goals to serve and worship them, I solemnly warn you, today you shall surely perish. There's an old story about a farmer who received a visit from his pastor. The farmer had purchased a neglected and dilapidated farm just three years earlier. Together they walked around and admired the healthy corn rising up the height of a basketball hoop. The soybean crop was coming on strongly. The pasture land was knee-deep in good grazing for the cows. The pastor said, My friend, God has certainly blessed you richly. The farmer nodded and then replied, Well, maybe so, but you should have seen this place when only God was here. The pastor looked at the farmer and gently but purposely said, Who gave you the health to work this farm? Who supplied the rain for these crops? Who causes a seed to germinate in the first place? Who provides even your next breath of air? To add to this story, the scientist Thomas LaManche noted that despite all the accomplishments of humans, we owe our existence to a six-inch layer of topsoil and the fact that it rains. And of course, God is the giver of both the topsoil and the rain. We are called to remember this Thanksgiving to pause long enough to think about what God has done for us. It is so easy to lose track of the source of our blessings in this highly disruptive environment in which we find ourselves. How often we forget to give thanks to God for the simplest of things, for the food we eat daily for the hands that prepared that food, and the roof under which we eat that food. How often we forget that all we have is a gift from God. The Apostle Paul said it best at 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 8. In these verses he asks the timeless and pointed question, What do you have that you did not receive? Again, what did you have that you did not receive? And if you received it, why do you boast as if it was not a gift? Already you have all you want. Already you have become rich. Quite apart from me, you have become kings. Now, blessings come in all forms, shapes, and sizes when you receive them you may not think that they have come from God. They could come from a simple hello and a smile from a total stranger. The knowledge we have that we have a friend that will always be there for us no matter what happens. When we are nervous and upset, someone puts their hand on our shoulder and says, you'll be fine. Blessings can even come in the form Of a deadly disease. As you know, I have been diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. I've talked about it before. There is no cure for it, and it's a very aggressive form of cancer. Now, many would ask, surely you're not going to say cancer is a blessing. And when I was first diagnosed, I would agree with you 100%. I, however, over time, I have seen the blessings that I have received due to cancer. Literally, my whole world, or at least how I perceive that world, has changed. My faith in God, through Jesus Christ, has deepened and become much more rich. All of my personal relationships have become much more meaningful and deep. My personal relationship with all of you, in this church the neighborhood church both friends and members has certainly come to a different level at least in my mind i now not only see but deeply appreciate the richness of beauty of the beauty of the world around me <clears throat> the magnificent view from these windows the rays of sun reflecting off the sea and warming my face as a sailboat slices through those waves Blue sky, storm clouds, the winter Sierras and Rockies, the summer Sierras and Rockies. And yes, even those two West Highland terrorists that we have at home. All of these and so much more are blessings that have come as a result of my cancer. Do I feel that the source of my cancer is from God? Absolutely not. I believe that it is a part of the lives we all live. Some of us will never be ill a day in our lives. And others of us will get cancer or something in between. But when what has re- clearly occurred to me, that those blessings that I have as a result of the cancer have truly come from God. As I said before, blessings can come in all shapes and sizes. Big packages, small packages, in-between packages. Many of my blessings came from a very big package indeed, that of cancer. So this Thanksgiving, when there are those around us that say, I have no blessings at all for which to be thankful. We, each one of us, can become a blessing to that person. We come alongside them and we help them see what is all around them, in front of them, behind them, and that is a blessing from God. Not just one blessing, but many blessings. Happy Thanksgiving. Amen.